welcome into the roundtable. And if you haven't been following it, folks, with the Mississippi River seeing uh, some incredibly low levels right now. And uh, joining us to talk about the situation in terms of how we seem to try to get through this, we have with us Dr. Sal Mercagliano from Campbell University, Associate Professor of History. And they also have Pat Chambers, Chief of Operations and Regulatory for the Army Corps of Engineers in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here for this one. Pat, we've had you on uh, last October when unfortunately things got to a low level uh, in, at the Mississippi point there. Uh, what are we seeing right now uh, in your estimation? Uh, uh, thanks, Bill. Uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate the invite to be on. Uh, you know, what we're seeing this year is, is similar to last year, although it started about three months earlier, um, you know, starting in, you know, in early June, where we started seeing extensive low water. And a lot of that is, you know, the, the extent, the, the dry conditions that we've seen over the last few years in the Northwest, um, you know, and also in the Mississippi Valley region where, where we've had it. So we, we got pretty low water. Uh, we're, we're pushing a couple of, um, close, um, you know, like in Memphis, we're, we're looking at potentially getting to a record, a new record low last year. Our low was negative 10.8, 28 day today. We're at about, a negative 9.5 and it looks like we're gonna in 28 days with no more rain we'll probably uh hit the negative 11 foot mark on the memphis gauge so the you know a lot you know extreme low water a lot of dredging uh going on we've got just in the mississippi valley division we've got 22 dredge operations ongoing we've got uh you know 15 of those dredges are on the mississippi river and then Seven are actively working this extensive low water. So, you know, that's kind of an update on the, on what we're looking at right now. Um, you know, any particular questions that, you know, we've got some restrictions, uh, you know, on the Mississippi River below, below uh, St. Louis, you know, where, you know, we've got Coast Guard advisories out for, for draft of, you know, no greater than nine foot six. Um, you know, in one in one area just below St. Louis to the to about the middle of the Memphis district, we've got uh, you know barge width restrictions. You know, four four wide barges. If they're loaded, they can go five wide. If they're unloaded, and the rest of the river down, you know, down to the Baton Rouge area is is six wide. You know, from mm -hmm. that, you know, from the four and five, you know, load between. Lower Mississippi River 869 up to uh, the Lower Mississippi River um, River Mile 953 is the four wide loaded and five five wide unloaded. Gotcha. The you know and, and one thing that I would point out is okay. just real quick on the Mississippi River our authorized dimensions are 300 foot wide by nine deep. So you know and we're we're maintaining that now. Although, you know, with our dredging operations, uh, although, you know, there are some delays to navigation traffic, much like last year, when we're in dredging, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll halt navigation while we, while we conduct dredging operations in a certain reach and then get out of the way and let uh, traffic move. So back to you. Yeah. So uh, obviously, this is obviously an, an amazing impact economically as well. So in terms of, of getting that kind of the lower draft, 
um, the amount of grain that comes throughout uh, the, the Midwest out to the, to the uh, port of New Orleans, this has got to be a major uh, disruption, at least for now, in terms of how much, how much we can export. Talked about yeah, what you're seeing uh, there is, is a reduction in throughput, and that's really the key thing. Uh, when you start taking barges from their 11-foot marks up to 9-foot-6, reducing the number of barges south of St. Louis, that has an impact on the amount of grain and throughput you can have. And, you know, you go from hauling about 100, 110 tons of bar, uh, in each barge. Now you're down to about 90 or 80 tons. And when you start putting the restrictions in and the number of barges, as he's talking about from St. Louis down to Memphis, that's throughput. Now, fortunately, October tends to be the lowest traffic month on the Mississippi because, again, what we see is a lot of the traffic has come out before then. However, we do see a spike back up hitting into November and December. And the question is, if this remains in place, like Patrick's talking about, then soybean, corn coming out of the, of the silos, out of the granaries, up along the Mississippi River Valley is going to be impacted. That's going to slow loading down on the Mississippi. And as we've been watching around the world, we know grain prices have been in a state of flux from Russia, Ukraine, from instances of grain coming out of South America. This has an impact on the global market. Pat, has this had any impact on any particular import or export in particular? Obviously, grain is a major export there as well, but also uh, fresh water for, for water purification in terms of of what has to come down the river? Is there any kind of restrictions related to what is coming down the river? Uh, there's no restrictions for what's coming down the river, but, you know, uh, Dr. Sal points it out pretty well is, you know, now that, you know, now they're in harvest, uh, in the harvest period, they're going to be wanting to move a lot of grain down um, as they're, you know, you know, as, as they're moving everything down to New Orleans. The, uh, you know, the, you know, so it is a challenge. Uh, his his uh, podcast or YouTube video the other day laid it out pretty well. You know the challenges that are out there, and the you know, and just like he stated, the you know the the navigation industry likes to run eleven to twelve foot deep on their barges. They're being restricted now to you know no more than nine foot six. You know down the down the main stem Mississippi. And so that, that is a challenge, and it is, it is a very impactful form. Sal, looking at uh, this particular problem, obviously other rivers in the, in the past, remember the, the Rhine last year over in Europe was uh, severely depleted at that particular point. Any lessons that, that uh, obviously can be implemented, and, and hopefully we can get through this without too much, even though there's, there's still forecasted for not much uh, relief on the way? Yeah, I mean, obviously, one of the big things is, you know, the Army Corps of Engineers is operating with equipment that needs to be updated. We need better dredges on the infrastructure on the rivers. Coast Guard needs better assets on the rivers to fix the, the aids of navigation. You know, when the river drops, all of a sudden your aids of navigation, the, the buoy system becomes slack. They're, they're, they're basically uh, wired down to anchor points. And so, you know, we don't have enough assets on the river to really improve that flow. The other element you have here, it's really important to note, is this is a global system. We, we are competing on the global market for getting our grain out. And when Russia, Ukraine decrease their flow of grain, we need to be able to increase our flow of grain. But again, Sometimes in the marketplace, sometimes we'll hold grain back to try to get a better price. 
And when the system begins to clog up like it's doing right now with the natural fall of the river, that creates a problem for us to get that grain out. And again, it has this global impact across the world. But I think in terms of infrastructure, we need better dredges, more dredges. I know the Army Corps of Engineers operating with equipment that hasn't been replaced in a long time. And that's the type of investment we need so that we can ensure that we have a good movement of goods down that section of the Mississippi where there's not locks and dams south of St. Louis. Pat, as you look at the situation right now, I don't want to throw the apocalyptic question here, but as you look at it, with not much relief coming perhaps on the way, uh, how close are we to dire straits in terms of even more restrictions and hopefully not even some sections of the river being impassable? The, you know, Bill, I would tell you that right now, the you know, I mean, it, it's it's a challenge, but but I'm confident our teams are confident that are out there working. We've got over 300 people out working, working this low water effort, you know, with the uh, Corps of Engineers, with our dredges and also contract dredges that are out there. The, you know, we're going to be able to keep up, um, you know, the, you know, what we really need is rain. The, and, and not just these little pop-up showers that we've been getting, although they've helped to give us a little bit of a bump and, and to keep, keep things going but right now the the only concern that i have is if it's st louis we get to a negative seven on that gauge we're not close right now we're you know we're in you know in decent shape there I, we hadn't seen anything below negative three um up there but you know the, the we've got some rock pinnacles in the thebes reach on the upper myth or the middle myth as we call it there at uh there in the st louis area that would get that would cause us the major issues because there's nothing that we can do about those. But other than that, um, you know, we're confident we're going to be able to keep up with it. Uh, Doctor Sal brought up a, another good point. You know, we are using, you know, our our dredges or you know a couple of our dredges are pretty old, and while they're working and we've got great folks maintaining them and keeping them running, you know, it is you know if we lose one of those, then we could be in a world of hurt. But right now we're in great shape. Uh, being able to maintain what we've got. Sal, uh, as you look at it, again, what's your biggest concern? And again, not much relief coming. And we obviously need a gully washer or three or four to try and help us out here. But what's your biggest concern economically and both practically with the Mississippi right now? Well, as you slow up the movement of grain down the Mississippi, the silos are filling up and the granaries are filling up. And the problem is if you get too much accumulation of a harvest, you're going to have wastage. You're going to have, uh, it's going to spoil. You're not going to be able to store it. You're not going to be able to preserve it because there's a fixed amount of facilities about it. If you can't use the inland waterway system, yes, you can use rail and trucks, but it's extremely inefficient. It's very hard to move the tonnages that you see being moved. You know, a 15 tow barge on the Mississippi is equivalent to over a thousand tractor trailers. And, you know, you just can't replace what the Mississippi River does in terms of the movement of soybeans and corn. And if they can't get down the river and you pile up those granaries and those storage facilities, we're going to see a huge wastage go in. And that's going to be the livelihood of farmers and insurance companies uh, really having to pay out for a huge loss. Obviously, something we keep a very close eye on. Pat Chambers, Chief of Operations and Regulatory with the Army Corps of Engineers, and Dr. Salomon Carcleon, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we will definitely keep in touch as this situation continues to change. Thanks, thanks for having us, Bill. All right, we'll take a short break and wrap up this edition of Front Waves now after this. <laughs> 